This is The Playbook. I have another double M. Mark Murphy is here. He is, of course, the CEO of the legendary Green Bay Packers. Welcome to The Playbook, Mark. Thank you, David. Uh, pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited because, you know, front office guys of NFL teams especially have great playbooks to success. It's not just the coaches that have those great playbooks, but it's the CEOs and presidents of the companies as well. The only difference that I found from interviewing CEOs of franchises like yours is it's much easier to interview you than it is a football coach because from my experience, the football coaches have been trained to say as little as possible. Uh, so all the NFL. You don't coaches, want to help the opponent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or get, give the media anything to go with, right? So uh, I, I've had a few really tough interviews with NFL coaches, but I had great experience with people like you. So thanks for joining me. And, um, you know, I, I want to get a little bit of background because there's a lot that a CEO does of an NFL franchise. And I think a lot of people, they'll tell me, you know, I want to be a sports agent. I ran Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, the notable sports agency. And remarkably enough, I always find that young people have no clue what a sports agent does. You know, they've seen Jerry Maguire two times and they think, oh, that's that's what the business sure. is. So yeah. I thought we'd start with just educating, uh, you know, the audience on what the roles and responsibilities of a CEO of a 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers may look like. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to start because the Packers are such a unique organization with our ownership structure. Um, you know, we don't have an individual wealthy or deep-pocketed owner. Um, you know, we, we just had our sixth, sixth stock sale, and I think we have uh, just under 540,000 shareholders now. So uh, we're owned by, by the shareholders, by the community. And as a result, <clears throat> um, my position is a little unique in the NFL. Um, I, so I represent, we don't have one individual owner, but when we have owners meetings in the NFL, uh, I represent the Packers. And uh, <laughs> my wife calls me a phoner. I'm, a, I'm a, an owner uh, without the money. So, <laughs> Yeah, but, that's like something um, my wife would tell and me. And so, you know, so I, I in some ways, uh, I act as an owner, although I'm obviously not an owner. And then I'm a president uh, as well. And most teams have an owner and a president. Um, but, you know, I, th I think it's worked well for the Packers. Um, you know, so my job's maybe a little uh, different or certainly than a normal president. Um, I'm, I do, I have responsibility for the entire organization, obviously, but uh, directly with football and then the business side. So, um, you know, in, in terms of football, the general manager, the head coach, and our executive vice president of football all report to me. And then on the business side, um, we have what we call the, a senior staff. So it's myself and uh, seven other uh, vice presidents, seven vice presidents. And that's really where the business decisions and the business of the organization is run. And then on top of all that, um, we have a board of directors, which is pretty similar to a board of trustees uh, at a university. So the board is, uh, we have 45 members in our board. And then uh, there's an executive committee of which I am uh, a member. Um, and, and there's seven there. And they, we meet on a monthly basis. They get reports from uh, our, our general manager, Brian Gutenkunst. And uh, and then I update them on a monthly basis. Uh, so it's yeah, it's 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 a very different model, but uh, has has worked for us over the years. 
and it continues to work as you suggest. And, you know, being friends or at least associates with a lot of the other owners, uh, I was always curious to ask you, um, are you kind of like the stepchild? And I was going to say the redheaded stepchild, but I don't want to <laughs> bring that. Uh, but are you kind of the, the stepchild amongst the billionaires? And especially as the years have gone by and generationally, you know, some of the more hardcore entrepreneurs that built their franchises have passed on and left it to, you know, these billionaire boys uh, of theirs and girls, by the way, but, you know, have left the teams. Are, are you uh, a stepchild when it comes to ownership or do they see you because you're, you know, I think the irony of it is you're the only one who holds both a, a ring for playing and a, a ring for being a, a head office guy, a CEO. So, but is there a difference? Do you, do you see an ego in, in the way you're treated? And you don't have to mention names. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, I, I think that's probably a question better off directing to the other owners. Uh, you know, I'm sure some do look at the Packers like, you know, that they went. I know <laughs> we had a uh, it was a league meeting once, and it was I, before our fifth stock sale, and I just explained to the to the owners we had to get approval to go forward with the stock sale and. Uh, during my presentation, uh, Jerry Jones raised his hand. He said, Mark, tell me a little bit more about this structure. I I'm very interested in that. So he liked uh, the <laughs> idea that we can raise money. But uh, no, I think, you know, they understand uh, the other owners. Uh, I, I think they, they view the Packers very different, unique. But I do think, I think there's a level of respect uh, for the Packers, uh, you know, just because of the success that we've had on the field uh, and also off the field over the years. Uh, obviously, the you know, you mentioned the 13 world championships. And, you know, even though we're by far the smallest market, you know, our, we're usually in terms of the revenue. Recently, we've been anywhere between eighth and tenth. So we're, you know, um, we're almost consistently in the top of the second quartile or the, the first quartile. That's and, that's what real that's what owners really respect is, is yeah it sounds like you're uh, doing well and you pique the curiosity of uh, being able to raise money in a lot easier way uh, than the traditional owner. Now, one of the things that makes you different as well is that you can be a real CEO and you can look at things with the perspective, for example, with venture and with raising money, but also with tech. And you know, I was actually hired as CEO of. Uh, the world's most notable sports agency, not just because I was a lawyer and a person who, unlike you, I was an average division three football player, but at least I understood the game a, a sure. little bit and could talk, talk the terms. I just didn't have the experience of winning a Super Bowl ring or like my business partner, Warren Moon, you know, holding records until Brett Favre beat them all. Uh, but more importantly, you know, I had this tech background. I ran Samsung's phone division uh, and I understood how tech was going to apply to sports uh, you know, for 20 years. And mm -hmm. now you've created the title town tech venture studio and fund, uh, which, you know, may in the end make more money than a team uh, determined upon how tech yeah, fares. Would. That would be if we're investing in the right companies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, it, and it could though. And, and that's what excites yeah. me. And we, we see it everywhere. Um, you currently have, I think, more than 20 portfolio companies in your studio and tech fund. You know, a lot of people got excited when the Dodgers and, and uh, you know, I think it was, was it Goldman, whoever uh, worked oh, yeah. 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 the Dodgers fund for you. You know, what what, you know, are you looking for in that venture studio? Are you looking for solutions that can be used 
you know, with the team in the stadium and the players, or is it a general fund that is, you know, just in the sports industry? How do you determine those uh, 20 or more companies that you're funding? Yeah, well, first of all, um, yeah, I, I, and I don't know if, if people out there are familiar with Titletown, but Titletown is our uh, all-purpose development adjacent to, to Lambeau Field. Um, you know, it's something you, we've seen uh, across uh, across leagues where there's development around stadiums, and um, you know, something we started looking at years ago, and really pleased with with that. Uh, we've got three anchors. Um, we've got Lodge Kohler. Kohler, I think. Doesn't need any explanation. People know that. <laughs> uh, Bell and Health, our local um, sports medicine clinic, and then uh, Hinterland, a restaurant and brewery. And then, you know, so and we've got uh, a full football field in the middle of the development. We've got a tubing hill, a, a skating skating trail. Um, and now we've added townhouses, an office building, and uh, apartments. And then, and as you mentioned, another big part of it is Titletown Tech. In Titletown Tech, we've got a whole separate building, but that is, uh, that's our partnership with Microsoft. And Microsoft, I mean, you can't imagine a better, I mean, uh, if you're talking about tech, uh, Microsoft has just been tremendous. And, um, you know, they're particularly Brad Smith, uh, their uh, CEO has just been excellent. Um, he's actually from uh, Wisconsin. He's from not far from here in Green Bay. And um, he's the, all the people from uh, from uh, from Microsoft have been all in, and as you said, we're it's we're starting to invest in startup companies. Um, we're starting our second fund, so we've uh, done really well with, in terms of the first round, and um, we uh, we do have a focus uh, on um, in, uh, businesses that will uh, be in the sports and entertainment industry, but. The main, the main, we really want to focus on companies that will uh, stay in, in Wisconsin. So we were trying to help the local economy. Um, and so far, I think, you know, almost 90% of the companies we've invested in have had ties or roots in, uh, in Wisconsin. And, you know, we, we want it to be something that, you know, we're, we're able to compete in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, as things change and, uh, having the smallest market could be a disadvantage um, and knock on wood. I, I hope we never see that, but I think some of the things that uh, we're really focusing on with Titletown Tech is trying to make Green Bay a little more attractive to particularly young professionals. One of the statistics we looked at, and this goes back to when we started Titletown, was um, Green Bay was really at a disadvantage in terms of the number of college graduates in our community. And, you know, that's when companies look at where to relocate, that's one of the things that they look at. So uh, well, we think Titletown Tech will help us quite a bit in that regard. Absolutely. And take it from a father of a young woman who goes to the University of Wisconsin, and which is not too far away. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, sure Wisco definitely helps uh, bring yeah. in some high caliber people. And I've been working with Microsoft as CEO of Samsung's phone division, our first phone was a Microsoft Windows CE in 1999, not to date myself. So uh, that is a great venture group with Googs and those guys, you cannot ask for better. Why do you think it is, you know, in being around the NFL for so many years, why do you think it is uh, out of all the cities, big or small, uh, Green Bay has the most loyal 
fans. Uh, you know, they to me, you know, I, I think you should get a Canada Canada Goose uh, sponsorship over there, and you'll get a lot more people uh, to come <laughs> and, and work there, uh, as long as you can keep them warm. Uh, but you know, I am always amazed every Packers game I go to. Uh, the energy, the commitment, the engagement of the fans, the oh, knowledge. Well, they're home or away. They travel. Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, no, I, you know, I, unfortunately, I think I'm from San Diego. The main thing, I was just from San Diego. We had more Green Bay fans. We had more <laughs> Green Bay fans than, than Charger fans back when the Jack. Oh my gosh, game. remember that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to interrupt. You. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you know, I think the, it's it's our ownership structure. You know, the, the vast majority of our fans are shareholders. And they have a vested interest in the team. And then, you know, obviously, I think uh, our history and tradition and the success that we've had, you know, really, you know, you think back to the early 1990s with, you know, started with Mike Holmgren and Ron Wolf and Brett Favre. And pretty much we've continued, you know, on a yearly basis. We're, you know, competing for, we haven't won a lot of Super Bowls. We've won two. I think we've been in three Super Bowls, but we're consistently, uh, you know, in the hunt for uh, Super Bowl championships. Yeah, I think most people are jealous, uh, regardless of where you're at. Most teams, yeah, most yeah. fans, most owners, including Jerry Jones, I promise you are jealous of the Green Bay Packers and wonder how that gets done, which leads me to my last question. Sure, um, sure. One of the advantages of being a CEO of a company, a, a shareholder company, a public company, is that you don't have the same ego of control of the team and it seems to be a much healthier environment where your GM and your head coach get to be GMs and head coaches. And I'm not going to mention any names, but I see teams who have, you know, the empowerment of allowing a GM to be a GM and the president to be a president of a team and a, especially a head coach to be a head coach without the interference of a billionaire. They seem to be more successful on the aggregate. They seem to have a more consistent winning culture without that type of interference of ego um have you seen that as a benefit as being ceo that you can allow those extraordinary coaches and extraordinary gms and presidents that you've had work for the organization to be themselves and to do their job oh absolutely yeah no and, and I, you know you've seen it in any business um you know i i think the best the best managers and the best leaders you know hire good people give them the support they need and stay out of their way. You know, I mean, it's, you know, you've got to let them. And, you know, I was fortunate, you know, I worked 17 years as an athletic director uh, at Colgate, uh, my alma mater, and then at Northwestern. And, you know, as an AD, you know, you've got, you know, I think anywhere from 20 to 27 head coaches you're dealing with. And, um, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You can't, if you get into, if you start micromanaging and telling them what to do, um, you know, then, then, then you're asking for trouble. And I've uh, been very fortunate, you know, I had Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson. We had a great run there. And um, yeah, I, I mean, what Matt LaFleur uh, and along with Brian Gutenkunz and Russ Ball, what they've accomplished in their first three years together is it's, it's, it's set history. And it's, I mean, we're the first team in the NFL league, or excuse me, first team in NFL history to win 13 or more games each year and three years in a row. And then Matt, um, you know, he, three years in a row, um, I think he's got 39 regular season wins. That's the most that any uh, uh, first time head coach has won in his, uh, in his 13 years. Yeah, especially cause you know, 
uh, beginning of the season predictions didn't have you winning 13 games, which makes no. it even more more remarkable. Uh, and uh, two that I always wondered uh, as we close out, you know, as a former player in those first years at Colgate as an AD, uh, you know, were you tempted because you're a defensive field general as a safety? Were you tempted to get involved in the player side of things? Was that a maturation of being an executive uh, through those first years when you first started to be an athletic uh... director? Yeah, you know, I, I I think over time you've uh, you 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 understand that you you know you as much as you'd like to get involved, uh, you know you when you start telling coaches what to do, you, you're you're really it's going to eventually not not end in a good way. And uh, yeah, you know, I've hired a lot of coaches over the years, of some good ones and bad ones, but uh, hopefully I've learned uh, learned a few lessons along the way. And are you still a football fan? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's, uh, and you know, it's phenomenal, the success of the NFL and the popularity. And I think we're all just so fortunate to, uh, you know, to be in an industry that it's, I mean, I, I can give you some statistics, but you know, you probably know this. <clears throat> Not many people watch live television anymore. <clears throat> it's all, you know, streaming and taped and, uh, you know, so, um, to put it in perspective, and it's from 2011 to 2021. In 2011, 33 of the top 50 shows uh, broadcast on broadcast networks were NFL games. Fast forward 10 years, 46 out of 50 were NFL games. So, and uh, we're just very fortunate. And the networks are willing to pay because they know people will watch. And, uh, and then the other thing that's really been very fortunate for all of us is we've had labor peace. We had a 10-year collective bargaining agreement followed by another 10-year collective bargaining agreement that just gives you so much stability. And that allowed us to then turn around and uh, negotiate long-term deals with uh, our media partners. And that also allows you to be so philanthropic, which is the last uh, point that I'd like to make, that the Green Bay sure. Packers are known for what they do for the community, including Town and Town Tech. Uh, that is what gives the security and foundation to the community itself by attracting great people with good hearts, good minds, and open hands. And that's what Wisconsin's known for. That's what Green Bay's known for, along with there is a reason they call it title town. Congratulations, yeah. uh, Mark Murphy. You're an incredible leader, an incredible CEO, an entrepreneur. I only wish you the best success. And I'll look forward to seeing you at a game this season. Hopefully it won't be too cold, but uh, I'll be rooting for the pack. 